0: Ashley yeah does ninja fuck and does he sound like a Muppet
1: when he does what yeah that's it I fucking quit go Power go, go Power hello I am the bandana on the wolf wolf shogun zord Ashley and I'm ninja sex party J. <laughs> And this is Rangersplain, where Jay, a lifelong Power Rangers fan, takes me, Ashley, through the magical world of Power Rangers, for better or for worse, and in this season, worse. We'll get into this later
0: with the verdict, but this season was a lot like watching season one. It was a slog, and it took us a month.
1: Yeah, I mean, between our schedules and just, like, other things, but also just the fact that it was just so much and not really keeping it together it's like it just took us so long so let's break it down what the fuck was even the plot oh my god I guess we'll just start on it so after a short adventure at the beginning of the season with the nerdlinger known as Prince Dex uh, (laughs) the rangers end up losing their zords again but gain ninja powers thanks to a living obnoxious muppet named Ninjor Uh, and those costumes look like the movie costumes by the way um, I guess they just needed to use those again because they spent a lot of money on those and they're going to use them, damn it. <laughs> also, they come and visit Santa at one point and can't morph to save him from Zed's evil dreidels because... <sighs> a cross-current of holiday magic.
0: Rita and Zed continue their old ways. They nort—they norted a girl. By the way, we don't play Kingdom Hearts. Not at all. The girl is Cat. And she turns into a cat. I'm a dad, and I don't make that kind of dad joke.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. It's so bad. Anyway, at some point, Kimberly decides that she wants to be a gymnast uh, and leaves, but not before losing her powers. Uh, Kat takes over to her for her and becomes unnorted. She,
0: she unnorts herself.
1: Yeah, uh, helps Kim get her powers back, but then like Kimberly decides that no, I'm gonna go be a world famous gymnast and um. Bye. Here's, here's my powers. To you. See ya. See ya. Peace.
0: Bye. Uh, they introduce a MacGuffin known as the Zeo Crystal, which later is not a MacGuffin, but also get metallic armored. It doesn't last long, because Master Vile, Rita,
1: and Rita's... Oh, we forgot Rito the redneck brother. Oh, he is, he is absolutely the Cousin Eddie. Like, he's outside on the moon, like, pumping, like, the septic tank, yelling, shitters full. Yeah.
0: Master Vile is Rita and Rita's father, comes around, does shit, and stops the earth rotation and reverses without any side effects except time travel bullshit, which turns the rangers into kids.
1: So Zordon, since the rangers have lost their powers because somehow they do that as children even though they retain their memories, question yeah, really mark, has to call on the alien rangers from Aquitar, who are basically ninja aquamans.
0: The ninja Aquamans fight the evil, while the rangers
1: try to reverse the
0: spell. At first, Billy does a power coin invention, turns back into a teenager, but
1: Rita destroys it. Or was it Goldar? I don't give a shit! So they have to go and obtain the Zeo crystal through time travel. Many racist episodes ensue, and also Aisha leaves and also messes with the timeline. And it's real weird, because they weren't paying Karen Ashley enough, so she said fuck it! They get the Zeo Crystal together. They
0: turn the Earth back, but Goldar and Rito blew up the command center sometime after the Equations left. And Tanya is introduced. Cliffhanger for the ending.
1: <sighs> Good lord, I wrote better fan fiction than this when I was twelve.
0: Same, and you know about my Terminator, Room Punk, Fantasy AU. Eh, oh yeah,
1: I do. I do.
0: It's funny to me that people think this is the best Mighty Morphin season when it doesn't know what it wants it's so
1: bloated and
0: dragged
1: yeah it's like it felt like they just there wasn't a clear direction on what they wanted to do with the season besides sell toys and like so they have so many multi-parters where things happen but it doesn't really tie into like any real overarching plot um that pulls like pushes the season forward Like, things kind of come and go as they, like, please. Like, the whole thing about, I think the big, like, way to really pinpoint the problem with the season is the metallic armor.
0: Yeah, it was just kind of there, and then, like, there's no point to it because it was there.
1: Yeah, it's like, this was clearly, like, a ploy to sell toys. I get it. Like, it's a children's show. But it was there for, like, three episodes or something, and then we got to the Alien Rangers yeah so it's like okay so what was the point of that like besides just selling toys it was it was real weird i didn't get it um
0: there's a lot of they went back with racist dumb shit oh
1: god yeah so like the zeo crystal episodes were especially guilty of this um because like they would have them go back in time and meet their ancestors and of course their ancestors like except for like the exception of Cat. All are, like, involved in racist caricatures of various places. My
0: favorite really was Aisha going back to Africa. And by that I mean Africa as in media thinks it's a fucking country.
1: Ugh. And it's, like, the worst part about, like, it is, like, the whole thing about Tanya. Like, she was just abandoned in Africa and adopted by a tribe because her family died. It's, like, is nobody looking for her? Like, at all? I know this is back in time. I don't know how far back in time. I would assume at least, like, based on... Like, it's gotta be at least, like, within the past 50 years or so. Yeah,
0: like, for the very least, we found out that Rocky met his grandfather.
1: Right. And then
0: we're suddenly introduced, by the way, Rocky's Hispanic.
1: Yeah, that's never been brought up before. And also, Tommy is Native American, but, like, the Native Americans out near, like, Angel Grove live in, like, teepees instead of, like apartment buildings i oh, forget what they're called but. right i mean i'm sure we'll put it in the show notes so we don't yeah
0: <laughs> but you know housing
1: yeah <laughs> um me. pueblo pueblo is i that, think the phrase you're looking yes. for
0: i'm like it's a housing type thing
1: yeah so but yeah also another big example is the lantern episode with adam yeah it's just so they they,
0: they basically my favorite bit of it is like adam you later find out in the Zeo Crystal episodes, mm-hmm. uh, Adam is Korean. Right. And it's it kind of hinted in that episode that Adam is Korean. But they just go to generic Asian guy with lanterns, and it's like, can you read this language? Yes, of course, because I am Asian, and I can read all Asian languages.
1: Also, like, the paper lantern, like, looked like it was literally just something they bought at, like, for super cheap at, in, in a Chinatown or something like that. Like, it... It yeah, this is look... supposed to be, like,
0: a family heirloom. It's like, and what family? How cheap is your family? There, there was also that really weird uh, classism as racism episode arc with
1: Stop the Hate M- Monster. Oh, yeah, Don't... Oh, uh, yeah, Stop the Hate Monster, which was, like... Yeah, because the whole plot of that one was is that, like, Aisha's family, who are black, didn't make enough money to join this particular club... So, like, the monster was filled by that hatred. But, like, it's not actually about racism because the girl running the club is also black. But, like, I don't know. It was like, okay, I don't really get... I get that, like, it's the 90s and you try to deal with, like, very special episodes about racism and classism and drugs and all of that. But, like, it didn't really feel coherent.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: Actually, I think that was a lot of, like, there were a couple of episodes that were, like, the very the very 90s, very special episodes this season um, with, like, Rita's Pita about healthy eating. And um, the, I forget the name of that episode With one with, like, it's the like, football one with the dyslexia. It
0: had some sort of football pun. I remember that. Right. But, um, yeah, Rita's Pita had a lot of fat phobia in it because it's, like, there's healthy eating. Uh-huh. But it's, like... What the f- okay, first of all, I had a problem with Tommy mm-hmm. basically being like after a workout, being like, I'm gonna eat a veggie pita, and f- like that buys into the whole dumb, disordered eating you see in fitness people, right? Of like, don't eat it all after your workout or eat like this instead of having like, if you're wanting to be healthy, have a chicken breast or something, something with protein get some electrolytes in you because you you got to basically uh, introduce stuff to repair your body.
1: Right. Or at least get a smoothie that has like protein in it. Like instead of just like one with like bananas and, um, and peanut butter and and, like protein powder instead of just, I'm going to get a veggie kale smoothie. It's like, yeah good luck with that
0: yeah and but like i get that you know he was trying to get the other kid to eat better because he was like i want a hamburger and chocolate shake and all that yeah and it's like it's okay to have those foods on occasion and they miss that point point. and that, it's something I, I basically have said before because i've been talking about my struggles with being eating disorder and everything Uh and i I, it's like we did not invent civilization for us to shame
1: ourselves over food right yeah spend all this time uh, hunting for food that we can eat and finding ways to like preserve our foods and then like just spend all of our time just being like don't eat don't eat it's like no we invented ways to make food tasty and shit yeah exactly um And there's also the weird dyslexia episode. You which, thought that football player was real. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports. I don't either. Sports ball. Yeah, I, I try not to be the obnoxious sports ball type. All I really know is that I love the Falcons, even though they are a disappointing team. At least they're not the Bengals. No, they are not. And also, go Atlanta United. You are Arthur Blank's favorite children.
0: Yes. <laughs> One of the things I noticed is you, like, have so many notes on the season, Mm -hmm. and there's just so much noise. Like, we were trying to, like, go through the notes, and it's, like, we would take, like, two or three
1: episodes just to go through these notes. Yeah, like, I'm going through my, like, notebook right now, and I literally, like, what I would do is, like, I would just take notes about particular characters or particular moments in the episode while they were happening. So I would, like, keep track of it and, like, notate what happens And, like, I don't, like, even looking at these, I struggle to, like, find a way to coherently describe what happens in the season. And, like, most of my notes are mostly just about either shit-talking characters or making weird jokes, like, maybe to put on the episode later or, like, like, there's this whole, ep- there's one, oh yeah, the episode with the chimp, I do, like, put in, like, big, I bold characters. I forgot about that stupid fucking episode! Yeah, <laughs> and big, bold characters in pink ink, I put, deaf people exist, cat! Oh my god, because, yeah, it was like, I'm gonna learn sign language
0: from a chimp, or something dumb bullshit like that.
1: Like deaf people exist. You could just talk to a deaf person. But mostly I think they just needed to like find a way to put in that monkey like <laughs> We paid for that
0: monkey damn it. We're going to use it. Yeah.
1: But yeah, literally I have a notebook from Redbubble that I used half the notebook just to write about season 3 and like again, I am struggling to coherently describe this season as a thing that happened.
0: Um you can't have a small minute pitch on it because it's hard to focus on one thing. And I've explained to you like other complex season seasons of Power Rangers, but you can like explain it in a couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Time Force is about displaced time cops.
1: All right, or Dino Charge is teenagers try to find the dinosaur energems to like save the universe.
0: Yeah, or uh, SPD is the focus of a beast. Uh, a Space cops that have Power Rangers, and it's mainly focused on the B-Squad. Or, like,
1: even, like, okay, we've been watching Beast Morphers on the side, and, like, we're not gonna officially review it until, like, we get there in canon. But, like, Beast Morphers, like... You can at least like accurately describe that with like capitalism affects the morphing grid. Like unexpected heroes have to save the day. Yeah. Animal powers are involved.
0: Yeah. But it's like this one, it's like we went through when we were trying to like do that one minute pitch to go over the review of it so we could focus on other things. We ended up writing up that whole script because there is no way you could just do one specific thing. There were several things. Like that stupid monkey. <sighs>
1: Yeah, like the stupid monkey or, like, cross-current of holiday magic or, like, the fake football player or... I don't know. I got a lot of notes about Frogzord. We really love Frogzord, you guys. We brought a Frogzord. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's not to say that there wasn't character stuff that happened in this season. There was. Like, Kimberly leaving. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so, as... Jay noted here, this is really the only time, especially in the Mighty Morphin era, that we get to see a character actually leave on their own terms. Instead of just being hand-waved out of the series. Because they raged quit. (laughs) Yeah, which, I mean, it sounds like Amy Jo Johnson quit because of pay dispute anyway. But, like, she actually got to leave and pass on her powers to somebody else instead of just being like... Okay, we're just gonna have a suit actor wear your helmet because we don't want to. Co- we want to cover up the fact you walked off set,
0: and and have you dumped over very racistly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean for her, I guess you wouldn't really have a racist one. Probably just one that sounded really dumb and girly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, it was nice and like the episodes were actually very touching that like Kimberly actually got to like go and live a life.
0: Yeah, and it, it's something that's like kind of touched upon when we get to Mighty Morphin Pink Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we get into the comics that goes post all this. Yeah. But you know it showed how hard it was for the kids to have a normal life and pursue what they wanted because they were almost always on call for monster attacks.
1: Yeah and it's like there's a whole part where like Zordon when Kimberly first proposes that she's going to be doing this he goes oh I never meant to deprive you of a normal life. And I'm just like I sat there watching this and like so what do you explain what you were doing because it just seemed like you were just you had these teenagers on call all the time and like I don't even know how they managed to have good grades and be like the smartest kids in their school and run angel grove and run angel grove because like I like collapsed under the pressure in high school of like having to like you know be in the international baccalaureate program i wasn't a fucking power ranger on top of that yeah i'm like even as an adult Mm
0: -hmm. like that's like when you're juggling things it's still stressful and i'm like these kids
1: are like doing it all yeah and it's like never meant to deprive you of a normal life like what do you describe this as zordon but you know do you fishbowl man do you Yeah, yeah It was just kind of, there was a build-up to
0: it, and it was kind of a little weird. hmm If I can because there, there was the introduction of Kat. Right. And everything. And they kind of ha- were having Kimberly be more and more on a side roll. She lost her powers. Um, there was a lot of things that kind of built up to Kimberly leaving. Right.
1: But it's still, the entire build-up still felt weird. And even as nice as, like, the goodbye was, it was still, I don't know, like, it, it's just... It might just be because Kim was the most developed character on the show. Like, you you got you probably got to learn the most about Kimberly as, like, a person in the format of the show. And then they just literally bring in Kat to replace her. So well, let's talk about Kat.
0: I'm going to pre-think, pre- like, preface this. We do not hate Kat. No. We pity, however, the fact that she was written so poorly.
1: Yeah, so... Kat, when she was evil, actually got to be a character.
0: Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, she, she, we got to find out more, like, how she became evil, the overcoming of the evil spell. It wasn't just
1: like, oh, hey, the power of friendship to fight it. No, Kat actually fought it off. Yeah, and then, like, Kat being remorseful for her experiences and, like, trying to encourage Kimberly to, like, actually get back out there and be a gymnast and follow her dreams. And like it's like it was actually really touching. And then like immediately after like, you know, Ki- like Kat unnorts herself and becomes the Pink Ranger, that that's pretty much it for her character development.
0: She she she's Kimberly's replacement and they just kind of treated her as Kimberly Light.
1: Yeah, and it's weird to process Kimberly not being there because again, she was sort of She was the most developed character on the show. She was the heart of the show. Like, no pun intended with her last name. Yeah. But, like, you know, when the Zords blew up in, like, you know, early in the season, like, it worked as an emotional scene because you had, like, Kimberly out there in front just, like... Screaming. Screaming and just being upset that, like, this has happened again. Like, this is, like, the second time that she's had to watch... Like, Zords be destroyed as a Power Ranger.
0: Like, she, she's, she's gone through so much character development and all that. And, like, like you mentioned, like, even in, in the movie and in other seasons, when they needed an emotional scene, mm-hmm. when they needed to have a gravitas there
1: for yeah. that emotion, they used Kimberly. And then she's gone, and then basically she gets replaced with, you know, someone who they just were like, you're just girl and you're gonna be like super attached to tommy and like i get like logistically why she didn't get her own zord when she turned into the pink ranger because they were already using like the shogun zords the shogun zords and there wasn't a pink shogun zord but like just to be like oh you're just gonna share a zord with tommy what yeah. And, and yeah i don't I, I don't get it i don't get it and, and to warn you
0: this is the best her character kind of gets, because in Zeo and Turbo, when she starts dating Tommy, it's like...
1: ah, oh, fuck my life.
0: Yeah. This is one of the things where I'm glad we've gotten past a lot of this in women's writing in mm-hmm. the show. Like, we'll see it in later seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Shelby and Kendall from, like, Dino Charge. Mm-hmm. Um... But at the same time, it's like you had such a good character with Kimberly. You could have done so much with Cat. Mm-hmm. You had a good like start to Cat, mm-hmm. and
1: then it's just like no, she's just another flavor of girl that just hangs on Tommy. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was probably like the that was the most obnoxious thing to happen to a woman this season. Second most was how the way, the way Aisha was written off.
0: Yeah, that was really
1: bad. We'll get to that nods in it. Yeah, Justice for Monica Rambeau's favorite or Power Ranger. Yes, that's not canon. That's just me stating it.
0: <laughs> um, let's get to the equations, or as we, as you put it, they're basically Ninja Aquamans.
1: Not Aquaman. They're all Aquaman, and they have formed together to create a team of Aquaman's.
0: I I like that. Um, for the brief moment we had them in the series, mm-hmm. I really like that. They did small little character things to make them feel alien instead of, man, in a rubber mask, haha, ha, he's alien, which is a thing with old Trek. You know, you had the Vulcans and everything, but for the most part, you had, you know, space Romans or space Vikings or da-da-da. No, they actually were like, we don't understand human culture and human gestures and shit like that.
1: Yeah, like, wasn't there an episode where they were trying to figure out how to, like, Clap, or they were doing trying to figure out how to do a high five or something like that. Definitely, I do remember the clapping where they're just like, yeah, they're just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're trying to figure it out, and it was kind of cute. Yeah. And like, and it was nice to not have them be like racist, like the bukola, and like, was it season two or yeah, season the one?
0: Season two was the bukola.
1: Yeah, and that was just like that one was really racist, even as like as sweet as like Billy was in that episode trying to help him out. So it was nice to have, like, aliens that were, like, felt like actual, like, aliens trying to understand human culture instead of just being, like, racist characters disguised as aliens.
0: Delphine was really cool in the fact that she was actually the leader.
1: Yeah, no, especially, and it's, like, it's not really remarked upon either. And so it's really cool to see her, like, in a leadership position. Also, fun fact, she's played by the same actress from the the Face Stealer episode in, like, the season two. And yeah I guess I guess you couldn't tell because of all the uh the prosthetics and stuff, but yeah other than that, you don't really get to see much of like the alien Rangers as like characters outside of like you had Delphine who you know as the leader you got to see a lot of her, and then there was Sestro, who was like the scientist type who worked with Billy a lot they were they were fucking yes yes definitely <laughs> i agree they fucking <laughs> oh they fucking, fucking. um. So there's a whole thing with the equations throughout the entire time they're there that I didn't really get was that, like, so they, well, I got that they needed constant water sources because, you know, they're fish aliens. So, like, of course, they're going to need water to, like, replenish themselves or they'll die. Like, you know, you can't leave a fish outside of its water or, you know, it's going to, like, fucking suffocate. Insert, like, Kill Bill monologue about, like, um, BB stepping on the fish here. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but it was like they would fluctuate back and forth like they need a clean water source. But it's like they kept going to the lake or a fountain in the middle of, like, the park or, like, my favorite, the car wash. Several times! Yes, it's implied that they were using the car wash as, like, their water source. And it's like there's no way that the filtration system there is actually that pure to keep the equations alive. Yeah.
0: Nobody accused Power Rangers of being a hard sci-fi.
1: Well, true. It was just wholly inconsistent. It
0: really was. There should have been some consistency of writing. And what, what was also interesting was Billy taking that leadership mentor role.
1: Right. I mean, because especially, like, because he gets turned into a teenager before the rest of them can. And um, I'm sure this was just an easy way to write him out of being a ranger in Zeo.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, we'll fi- I, I'll find that out officially soon enough. Uh, but well, it, this is not a blind watching
0: of Power Rangers. She has heard me rant about what happens to Billy and Zio.
1: Yeah. So and like I said, we were, we've been watching Beast Morphers on the side just for fun. So it's not, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, like it was. But yeah, so since Billy becomes a teenager before anybody else does, like he has to kind of be the one to like work with the equations to like help them save us, save the planet. And, like, it's really nice. To, he's also got to be an adult to the Kid Rangers, of course. So, like, it's really nice to see Billy, who's, like, basically at this point the most senior, like, Power Ranger on the show. Because he's literally been there since day one. Yeah. It's really nice to see him be a leader instead of just being the nerd.
0: Um, I'll touch into this probably as a headcanon coming up in, in Zeo. But I know David has talked about, um, like, a possible canon for Billy for an ending for him Uh was he does end up becoming a mentor for a Power Ranger team.
1: All right. But, yeah, and I guess moving on to our next character thing, I mean, we haven't talked about Bulk and Skull yet. What have Bulk and Skull been doing this season? There's always a Bulk and Skull stick. Yeah, and this season they are cops by cops that was really weird yeah it's like so they decide at the beginning of the season that they're abandoning their quest to like try to figure out who the power rangers are and they want to pick up chicks so they're going to become junior police officers in the angel grove police force so like mostly like the most you see of this of uh, them actually being cops besides just you know be doing going around attempting to like chase down criminals and get parking tickets is that in, like, the beginning of the season, like, you see them in Police Academy and, like, the training montages are actually really fun. Yeah, and, and Lieutenant Stone being a hard-ass. Yeah. Um, especially the haircut scene.
0: Yeah, we, we found out Bulk has very beautiful hair. Right. And it's, like, because, like, they put Bulk in a, like, a hat a lot and stuff where he has his hair pulled back. Right. We never really got to see it until they shaved it off.
1: Right. And then, like, poor they gave Skull John Cena hair.
0: Poor poor Skull. you did not deserve John
1: Cena hair. Well, we should note this is John Cena hair before, like late 2018, early 2019 John Cena with the bad, like, nearly toupee Ned Flanders look. Yeah. We mean, like, usual John Cena with the weird, like, marine jar head cut. Yeah, it's like,
0: it, it was kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it's like, and he had nice hair too. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it was, I it, there's, they were trying to be better people, they were trying to be good, You like, eventually they dropped the chick thing and just were trying to be good cops. I just, this is kind of goes and touches upon cops and media. Right. And that they aren't assholes in Power Rangers. Right. I
1: mean, since like Power Rangers is just one of those things is that it's kind of just about like the essential goodness of humanity trying to rise up and save like the planet against like evil aliens. So I guess cops aren't assholes in that universe. Um
0: we do get one asshole cop. But he's in Time Force. And he's technically a, like, private security cop.
1: I mean, they're the worst to begin with anyway, so you know what? We'll
0: get to Eric and Time Force eventually. Right. But, you know, for the most part, to kind of do a wrestling, um, uh, we did another wrestling reference in our news. They're all Mustafa Ali's. Yep. But, yeah, like,
1: yeah, cops. I don't get it either, but... Yeah.
0: There, there was a lot more fun in Season 2, and that's when they had their most development. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt like their reasoning of why they became cops just was a step back. Like, oh, you just want to get checks, da-da-da. And then they developed back into those characters we saw in Season 2. Yeah. Or-
1: but, yeah, I mean, moving on to our odds and ends, like, I guess we have ships this season? Yeah. So... Yeah. There was the thing with Kimberly with moving in with Aisha. Yeah, so Aisha and Kimberly, I definitely ship them, and um, even Cat and Kimberly a little bit—the little bit we got of them.
0: Yeah, that's 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 actually a decently popular pairing among people, or Polly ship Cat Kim and Kim uh, Tommy. But we're not at
1: like soul <coughs> of the dragon and shit. Thanks for keeping talking while I was coughing. <laughs> I mean, no, I was just gonna make a comment about how, like, yeah, we don't get a- I guess we there's not a whole lot of Kimberly Aisha in the fandom. We know why. They're women. Well, no, I was gonna say racism. That, too.
0: <laughs> there, we, we might just put it out there, people. Aisha and Kimberly had great fucking chemistry.
1: Do it. Do it. But, yeah, your main ship-
0: Was Adam Billy, because Rocky still sucks, and mm-hmm. they kind of developed more a little bit like adam kind of started helping billy out a lot
1: yeah no definitely makes sense uh like he gets shown as being like kind of the second banana the same way that trini was in like season one but yeah um we have
0: ships i mean we still ship bulk and skull
1: yeah obviously we we have entire like headcanons at this point about like <laughs> bulk and skull and their lives yeah but yeah i mean moving on to like the kid rangers for a second Kid Rocky's mullet is amazing. It was so like for like I guess I think he was in like the first time that the, like time got turned and like they became Kid Rangers. I think it's the same actor, but like who actually liked a post I made on Instagram once. It was interesting. <laughs> He's, like, an MMA fighter now and married. He seems like he's having a decently well life, so, good, you know, good, good for, him. for Good for that actor. I can't remember it right now. I'm sure I'll put it in the show notes and remember later. But, um, anyway, yeah, his, like, we thought he just had a rat tail. No, he had a mullet that, like, he would put back into a ponytail, and then, like, in the episode where Rocky's got to go and, like, find the Zeo crystal, he actually lets his hair down, and there's just this glorious children's mullet that he was, like, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh my goodness, it's uh, hilarious. The
0: first, uh, one of the first episodes where there were children, the Vincent Adultman gag.
1: Right. So, like, if you've ever seen BoJack Horseman, um, or you haven't seen BoJack Horseman, rather, so in the first season, there's a running gag with um, Carolyn, Princess Carolyn. Basically, she's going out with a guy named Vincent Adultman, and Vincent Adultman is clearly three children in a trench coat trying to use like a broom for a hand and like nobody else in the series notices this except bojack and even up until the very end when like she like vincent and vincent and princess carolyn break up like she still believes that vincent was an actual person even though she sees like the kid who was the top of the like vincent adult men. <laughs> And so, like when they pull off that, like three kids in a trench coat to come and like rescue, like I think it was like Billy, Aisha, and like it, it was Cat and Tommy rescuing everyone else. Yeah. So like I was, I, I was in awe. It was just absolutely hilarious, and like the cop fell for it because I guess he didn't wasn't wearing his glasses. Yeah, that was
0: it. It was uh, he wasn't wearing his glasses, so he fell for it.
1: Yeah. So it's like, am I the only one here that realizes that that's two children in a trench coat? <laughs> uh we love frog zord. frog zord was very cute yes frog zord, who like spit out fire and tinier frog zords. we we love him we actually this is not a
0: video or anything but i'm holding up our first zord toy yes. which is frog zord
1: yeah we, we we stand the weirdest zords yeah like we had tor and like our previous season we have frog zord now like, I would get really mad when Titanus would randomly show up in episodes this season. And, like, I don't know. Was I more mad about Titanus or, like, Ninjor? I don't know, but I remember when I said that Titanus was the New York Patriots of sports. You mean the New England Patriots? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. football. Paul. Again, we don't care about sports. No, um, I don't, I don't know. I think Ninja or more. Yeah. But also, like, another Zord that we really appreciated this season was Wolf Shogun Zord.
0: Yeah. And his sweet-ass bandana. He had a sweet-ass bandana. We were gonna definitely buy him.
1: The Tangas song was really stupid. Oh, my God. This was the season I got, like, very much done with Ron Wasserman's shit. <laughs> People are gonna fight you on the internet now. You know what? Super Beetles already said he's gonna fight me. You know what? We, we, we have dropped a hot take. Yeah, I'm just like, that's not to say that the original Power Rangers theme isn't a good theme. But, like, uh, by the beginning of the season, you had, like, the Bulk and Skull song that was playing while, like, they were training. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of dumb, but whatever. But after you've heard the tanga song for, like, the 500th time, I'm just like... <sighs> weren't even that good no like it's just talking about how badly the tangas smell or how they look or how they look and i'm just like i okay whatever i'm just i don't know i don't know i just i I just i really hated that song and like by the time like the tangas like the season was done and like there were no more tangas i was relieved because it meant i did not have to hear that song anymore fucking hated it
0: And I got nothing else. Yeah, me neither. This season is
1: so weird to think about.
0: So on our final notes on this stuff, this was a very weird season.
1: Yeah, it's like everything felt bloated because it's like, again, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, we paid for these costumes for the movie. We're going to use them, damn it. So like, you had the reuse of the ninja costumes. You had, like, we're just there to be like, their power up before they actually turned into power rangers yeah and then you had the tangas because they had the Tango costumes and wanted to use those and like i mean feathering that many stuff that much stuff is expensive i totally get it but like it was very much like we have the movie costumes we're gonna fucking use them damn it
0: um no with trying to mesh the kaka ranger footage um i feel like this is a growing pain season where they were trying to do an overarching plot, like we gotta, we gotta, like, basically, our kids are getting older watching this show. Mm-hmm. We need to start actually, you know, having plot, having some themes, and it just fell in their face.
1: Yeah. Um. As but as Jay pointed out to me, this is not a season you can skip. No, stuff happens that is very important to the Zordon era
0: plot,
1: and it just gets muddled. So, final verdict? It It stinks. stinks. But hey, we're finished with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Not quite. Damn it. But Teenie Howard comic.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, I love Teenie, so... That's right. Next month, we are going into more of the Mighty Morphin lore with the comic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink.
1: Yep um all right well that's the f for this episode so we want to say once again thanks to david tyberg for the production equipment he's a musician and you can find him at Bandcamp, which is uh david um and always thank you super beetle for our name uh he's a wrestler go check him out there's not a lot of whole to- there's not a lot of toku beetles out there are there no and we also have a wordpress finally So, yes, you can find us at rangersplain.wordpress.com. Also on Twitter at rangersplain. Uh, We're thinking about an Instagram. Well, I guess we'll find that out next month. Yeah. Um, uh, So you'll find me on Instagram and Twitter at at F. And also, thank you, Joe Hunter, for our art, as always. As always. Uh, You can find me at his Instagram at jjackets. My Twitter is... If you know where to look, you can find me. Just look at my Twitter. You'll find him. (laughs) Again, as always, we are Rangersplain, and may the power protect you.